Welcome to the free agency preview edition of the PeepCast, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Man, has there been a lot of stuff going on in the NFL since the Super Bowl ended? It really seems like it's been months, uh, but in you know reality, it's only been weeks uh, since the Super Bowl ended uh, up until now, and it seems like there's been a new story every single day. Um, so we got a lot to talk about, guys. I'm really excited. Um, but you know, there being a lot to talk about, I wanted to reach out to, to you guys, the listeners, and find out what you guys wanted to listen to, and wow, did I get a response or what from you guys? Um, I got a lot of good stuff, uh, good topics to talk about, uh, really, and, and it's all based off of things that, that you reached out to me and, and said that you wanted to talk about. So uh, I'm really excited to dive into these. So but what better of a topic uh, to kick it off for the free agency preview edition than the salary cap? Uh, so Mason Worsall reached out and, and asked me, what team is going to take the most damage uh, from the new salary caps? So there's a lot in that question. I love that question because uh, it's really going to set us up well uh, to talk about it. But um, for those of you who might not know, you know, what is a salary cap? You know, that, that might not be invested in football like me, but, you know, enjoy talking about it, enjoy learning about it. Um, a salary cap is uh, the most amount of money that a team can spend on its roster. Okay. Um, and, you know, realistically, a lot of people think that it is that top 53, you know, group that that salary cap counts towards, um, and it's not. There's some there's some rules I want to talk about. So relatively, um, to, in, in layman's terms, the salary cap is the amount of money that a team can spend on its roster, okay? So um, it's not like baseball where, you know, you have some really big market teams that can spend a ton of money on players. Um, and some other smaller market teams that just, you know, they, they can't spend that amount of money and they have to compete with those teams. The NFL is even across the board as far as the amount of money that you can spend. Um, one thing that I don't think that a lot of people know, and this is kind of diving a little bit more in depth, but this is a little uh, trivia that you guys might like, um, that did you know that it only the salary cap, um, the money that counts for the salary cap is only for the top 51 contracts? Now, when it gets down to cut day, you know, there's 53 players on the roster. There's 46 active players on game day. Um, but 51 contracts that count towards that salary cap, which is interesting, which means you have your practice squad players. Those aren't going to count towards it. You can have your practice squad. And then you're going to have three guys or, or, or two guys that, that really don't count, you know, towards that salary cap uh, on that top 53. Um, but I always find that interesting um, when, when you kind of take a look at this. Um, but, you know, what is Mason talking about? What team is going to take the damage? What team is going to take the most damage from the new salary caps? So, you know, relatively every year, the salary cap goes up by about 8 to $10 million based off of TV revenue, uh, fans in the stands, things like that. Well, unless you were living under a rock, you know that we had a, a crazy 2020 with, with uh, a pandemic. Um, really worldwide impacted everybody, of course. Um, it's going to impact our sports, um, and let's talk about it because um, there's some things to really keep an eye on for free agency um, that the pandemic did directly impact um, the amount of money that these teams are going to be able to spend on their roster in 21. Um, so in 2020, uh, the salary cap was $198 million and .2, and that number was set pre-pandemic, okay? So... Obviously, in March, um, after three agency period, before the draft, um, $198 million uh, was set to spend on the rosters. Well, what happened? You know, fans were not allowed in the stands, you know, a lot of these games. 
Um, and if they were in, in some of these states uh, where they allowed fans, it was at a very low capacity, you know, maybe uh, 20% of, of fans um, out of, you know, 80,000, you know, we might be looking at 15,000 fans there. Um, and that had a direct impact on revenue, right? Um, and since the salary cap is really kind of based off of, of revenue and, and being able to take that, that hit or be able to pay these players, um, you know, revenue took a hit this last year. So instead of going up from 198 million to, you know, potentially 208 million or 210 million that some people had projected pre-pandemic, um, and teams were planning for these things, right? They were pl planning on this money keep keep going up, the salary cap to keep going up, and then all of a sudden we get hit with the pandemic, and bam, uh, you know, last March they talked about. Uh, you know, where is this money going to go? These fans aren't able to come in. You know, where is that hit going to take? So there was an agreement that was made, um, I believe it was last April, that the cap couldn't go any lower than $175 million, which, which was a good thing to set a floor and say, okay, you can plan on these things when you're signing players. You can plan on these things when you're drafting your players. Um, and some good news is that it looks like it's not going to be $175 million. It's actually going to be $180 million. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit higher than people anticipated. One, because we were actually able to have fans at some games. Uh, Super Bowl, we were able to have some fans. Um, so that directly impacted that. Um, there's actually reports that say that it could, uh, and now this isn't official. Okay, there's um, the, the $180 million is official. It's not going to go any lower than that. Um, but there are reports that are out there that saying it could be a little bit higher. Uh, it could be 182 to $183 million. I wouldn't anticipate $185 um, but that's a huge difference, okay? When you're talking the difference between 175 million to even 183 million, that might be the difference between keeping a player or not, okay? Um, and kind of tying into Mason's question, I'm going to get to it right now. Uh, what team is going to take the most damage from the new salary caps? Well, Mason, that team is the New Orleans Saints. Um, right now, if 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 we're having to line up and play some football, um, the Saints would be 70 million dollars over. That 180 million floor. Um, these numbers will adjust once they officially set that cap number. But right now, the Saints looking at 70 million dollars over the cap. Okay, um, I'll dive into their situation a little bit. But next after that, you have the Eagles, 43 million dollars over the Rams, uh, or sorry, the Eagles 43 million dollars over the Rams, 34 million dollars over the Chiefs, 25 million over the Falcons, 20 million over. Steelers 19 million over, Packers 11.5 over, Vikings 9.5 over, Lions 9 million over, Raiders 7.7 .7 million over, uh, and then the Bears 2.5 over, and that's manageable, right? I mean, all these they're going to have to get, figure out a way, um, but you know, as you're getting into under 10 million dollars, it's a little bit more manageable. You should be able to get under the cap with restructuring some guys, uh, maybe some cuts, but um, as you're talking about the Bears 2.5 over, they should just be able to restructure. Um, some guys, and then you got the Bills that are one million over, um, and then the the Giants are just on the green side of just being a, a million under. Um, so those teams right there, Mason, if that answers your question, um, and if you think about that, that's that's over ten teams, right? That's uh, that is over the salary cap right now if it if it ended. So that floor is one hundred and eighty million. Right now, the Saints have a payroll of two hundred and fifty two million dollars. So even if they were you know, if that salary cap was projected to be 210 million, 
you know, best case scenario, no pandemic, the Saints were going to be over. Um, so they're in a really tough spot. Um, taking a look at their contracts, um, you know, I, I would highly anticipate uh, Quan Alexander most likely getting cut. Um, he would save them $13 million uh, there. But they're, they're going to have to cut some veteran guys. Um, and those veteran guys are going to hit the free agent market. And, and that's the reason why I think it's a perfect segue is uh, when you talk about free agency, you know, one of the biggest things is, all right, who's going to be the big spenders? Who's not going to be able to spend? And, and who's going to, you know, make some intermittent moves here and there? So um, on the flip side, um, who can spend the most? Well, I don't think this is a surprise. They also have the first pick in the draft. Uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have $82 million in cap space uh, right now, uh, followed by the Jets, who have the number two overall pick. Now, that's not really correlated with the draft um, per se, um, but those teams, you know, they're not good, right? Last year they had a bad season. That's why they're picking at the top of the draft. Um, and consequently, you know, they don't have a lot of star players, which means, you know, their rosters weren't very good. So they had they had some room, you know, last year. Um, obviously have a lot of room this year to help rebuild their teams. But here's the one team that when I was doing the research on this, I did not expect to be in the top three. Uh, the New England Patriots, $62 million of cap space uh, going into free agency. Um, that's a big deal. That's an absolute big deal. Uh, next up is the Colts with $43 million, Broncos with $42 million, uh, the Washington football team with $38 million, Bengals $37 million. Um, and then you, uh, so I would anticipate from that group, Bengals, uh, football team, Broncos, Colts, Patriots, Jets, and Jaguars, that's going to be your group that you really think that that's going to probably spend some money this off season. And then below that you have the Chargers, Dolphins, Browns, Cowboys, Ravens, Texans, Buccaneers, and 49ers and Cardinals that are going to be, okay, Hey, they're, they're between 30 million and 10 million of cap space, um, you know, relative to that list that I just mentioned. So the Cardinals being at 11 million as of, well, really as of yesterday, and we'll talk about a big signing they had today. Um, 49ers have $13 million in, in cap space. So those teams, you know, from the Panthers all the way to the Cardinals, they, they're going to be able to make some moves, but they're going to have to also, they also think about this. They have their own guys. They got to resign. And this cap number also has to account for their draft picks. So when, when you know, I'll just take the 49ers as an example, they have 10 players that are going to get drafted in the draft, and that's without any trades or anything like that. Um, and those players obviously have to get paid. Um, so there's a chunk of that that has to be allocated towards their draft picks, and then whatever else is going to go towards free agency. The only thing is free agency happens before the draft, so you really have to be you know, mindful of, you know, what you're going to be able to pay your draft picks uh, and things like that. Um, and really in that spot between 5 million and 1 million, you have the Seahawks, Titans, and Giants. So Seahawks have uh, 4.3 million in space. Giants have 1.8 and Giants have just uh, a million. So Titans and Giants, uh, you know, two to $1 million right there. Um, I can't imagine that they're going to be very active in free agency. I really think that they're going to concentrate on trying to re-sign some of their own guys, um, but and then really trying to allocate, um, you know, some of that money towards their draft. And they're going to actually have to free up some space, um, whether it be cuts um, or, or restructures, to um, be able to even sign their draft class. So, um, really great question, Mason. Thank you for that. Um, 
you know, it, it's really nice to hear, you know, some of these questions you guys want to talk about, but I think that's a really great jumping off point there. Um, so to kind of dive in on the New Orleans Saints, this is very big um, when you're thinking about it. Um, if you were to talk to me fr last Friday, um, I, and, and I think this is also uh, an opinion collectively, uh, you know, around the NFL and, and, and people who watch it, is that Drew Brees, you know, was set to retire, right? I think at the end of that divisional game against the Buccaneers, um, there's, there's a lot of speculation that was his last game. Um, you see Tom Brady throwing a pass to Drew Brees' son in the end zone. I mean, everything looks like he's going to retire. Even Drew Brees' sentiments are that he's going to retire. He's going to wait for an announcement for after the Super Bowl. Well, that announcement really hasn't come, right? And there hasn't, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on, right? A lot of different news, um, and we'll get into some of that. But, you know, he hasn't officially, you know, retired yet. But these numbers that I'm reading you is without him on the roster, okay? So, I mean, even over the cap, which is where I got these cap numbers from, is thinking Drew Brees is not going to be on the roster. This guy is retired, even though he hasn't announced it. Well, over the weekend, Drew Brees releases this video, uh, or his agent released a video of him pushing a weight sled, uh, you know, really working out. And normally, okay, you know, Drew Brees is working out cool. Well, this guy is supposed to be retired, number one. And number two, if you listen to the audio on this video, He's only supposed to push this sled maybe 10 to 15 yards. Well, he pushes it well past that. And his trainer is going, Drew, what are you doing, man? And he is pushing it about 50 to 60 yards down this cement driveway. He turns it around and sprints it back up this hill all in like 50 seconds, okay? There's, there's a guy holding a clock right there, and his trainer's wondering what the heck's going on. All right. If I'm a guy who is retiring, and let alone weeks after the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm pushing a weight sled. I can tell you that, especially if I think I'm done. Now, guys, you know, they work out. Guys stay in shape. Uh, not all guys, you know, but, you know, the majority of the athletes, especially the closer they are to retirement, they're still in pretty decent shape. Um, they're working out and things like that. You know, it's been a part of their lives, their, their, their whole life. But he's pushing a weight sled in San Diego in concrete where sparks are flying with this this metal weight sled that to me does not tell me that, that that doesn't say this guy's retiring so what does that mean for the new orleans saints i mean there's no announcement that he is coming back there's no announcement that he's going to retire but there's 70 million dollars over the cap Jameis winston is a free agent and the only quarterback that they really have been counting on their roster is Taysom hill um they got a lot of different cuts to make, and, and quite honestly, there's a lot of rumblings. Even Drew Brees in that last game didn't look like himself, um, and this might be you know, what's kind of sparking some of this is that he feels, you know, he just watched Tom Brady win a Super Bowl at 43 years old, you know, and he's thinking, hey, you know what? Tom can do it. I can do it. He's got, he had a team built for it. If he was going to do it, it would have been last year because looking at these cap numbers, I cannot imagine a scenario where New Orleans is a better football team in 2021 than they, than they were in, in 2020, you know, being 70 million over. Um, and what's going to be really crazy, um, you know, that video kind of sparks up a lot of conversation and it may put New Orleans in a spot where they have to make the decision for him and say, hey, Drew, we weren't planning on you coming back. I mean, you 
really kind of set towards retirement. You can't pull a Brett Favre on us. But, you know, you mentioned a lot that you're, you're going to retire. And now, that, you know, this video is coming out. You know, I, I can't really envision you in our plans going forward. You know, and that's on the financial side kind of talking about this because, you know, Drew Brees is going to get, you know, I, I want to say Drew Brees money, but he's going to make over $20 million. Let's just say that. He's not coming back for a million. Um, so that kind of throws a, a wrench into the, the plans of the Saints, you know, potentially. Um, now, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, having Drew Brees be your quarterback, that's awesome. But, you know, they might have to make that decision for him. And, uh, you know, that that would be kind of unfortunate because it looked like everything looked like he was just going to march off, not quite into the sunset, but all right. You know, all Saints fans were kind of saying, hey, you know, it, he had a great career. You know, let's let's get toward maybe kind of rebuild this thing because I, I do see the Saints. Um, I, I'm not saying that they're going to be in full rebuild mode, but they're gonna they're gonna have to let go of some guys. Um, they're gonna have to get under that cap number um, and what their roster looks at looks like and and who's going to be under center. You know, that's going to depend on. Um, you know, we're going to see how good they're going to be, and I, I can't imagine that it's going to be you know, a divisional playoff team. I, I really can't say that being $70 million over. Um, you know, they're, they're well coached. They got a lot of good players, but um, there's a lot's going to happen between, you know, March 1st today and, you know, that first, that first game uh, when it kicks off. So um, Drew, figure it out, man. <laughs> I love, I, I love you, man. You're, you're a great quarterback to watch um, and nobody should tell you to retire. Um, but you're in a really weird spot, man. Uh, so uh, wish you all the best, dude. Um, Drew Brees had a great career, so uh, keep an eye on that. A lot of stories. I, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of speculation around him, and uh, uh, we'll get right uh, right back into some more topics after uh, this message from our sponsor. Peepcast is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, now featuring an all-star lineup of hand-breaded chicken sandwiches. Also, for a limited time, get free delivery when ordering through the B-Dubs app. All right, we're back here on the Peepcast with some breaking news. J.J. Watt has signed a two-year, $31 million contract with the Arizona Cardinals. There's a lot of speculation where JJ was going to go, and um, you know he mentioned you know a couple teams that were right up there. You know the Bills being one, the Packers potentially being another. I personally thought that JJ would be going to the Packers. Um, he's a Wisconsin uh, alumni, and uh, he he always has a love for Wisconsin. He always you know brings up a lot of stuff uh, with them, and I thought it would have been a great fit with him uh, there with the Packers. So. Uh, you Packer fans, sorry, he's not going there, but he is going to the Cardinals, um, which he adds to a pretty scary uh, lineup of pass rushers there being partnered with Chandler Jones. Um, and that NFC West looks to be getting even tougher. Uh, it is not getting any easier for those teams in the NFC West. Well, which brings me to my next topic. Uh, Russell Wilson um, has been pretty upset with, um, you know, the fact that he's been sacked too much, uh, you know, really, and that's coming from him. That's coming from his agent. So he's upset with some decisions that Seattle has made um, with not investing in the offensive line. Um, I can't say that I blame him, um, especially last year. You know, it looked like there was a change in, in the offensive philosophy as far as, you know, the last, you know, 2018, 2019, 
Uh, they relied heavily on the run um, and also on, on, on Russell Wilson, but they weren't asking him to throw 40 times a game. Well, that changed in 2020. He, he was throwing the ball over 30 times a game. Um, the defense uh, was not the defense that we're used to seeing from Seattle. They were, they were giving up a lot of points. Uh, they did add Jamal, Ad, uh, Jamal Adams. Um, he is a playmaker, but that, that secondary was giving up a lot, a lot of yards and a lot of points to opposing teams. Uh, in turn, Russell Wilson was having to, to drop back and throw the ball and make a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. And he's got a lot of great weapons. You know, he's got DJ, uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, he's got Tyler Lockett. He's got Chris Carson. Um, he's got uh, Hollister as a tight end. Um, they had Greg Olson last year. He since, you know, has retired. But, you know, they had the weapons. But they weren't really protecting him. He did get sacked. Um, and, and not only when he's not getting sacked, he was getting hit uh, and pressured. So um, he, he was a little upset with, um, you know, some decisions that they, they made not investing in the offensive line. And uh, that report kind of surfaced. And you don't hear a lot of, from Russell Wilson um, as far as negativity, especially, you know, even in his press conferences, he always turns, uh, you know, to his teammates, um, you know, thanking, thanking them for their production uh, to make him look good, you know, essentially. But um, we know he's a top three quarterback. And when Russell Wilson, you know, says that he's upset, you know, that, that makes news. And not only that, but when uh, you're in the time of year uh, that we're in right now, um, you know, getting into free agency, um, that trade thing kind of starts floating around. Oh, Russell Wilson, he's he's upset in Seattle. Are they going to trade him? Listen, for those of you who, who asked me, you know, where do I think Russell Wilson's going to go? Let me just answer that right now. Russell Wilson's going to play in Seattle. He is not going anywhere, at least for 2021, okay? But, you know, kind of, to Russell's point, if you're looking at those pass rushers in the NFC West, and now this is when I'm getting into the J.J. Watt stuff, okay? The NFC West pass rushers. Let's take a look at the Rams. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. And those are two pretty good pass rushers. You got the Cardinals, who have Chandler Jones, and now added J.J. Watt, who's, uh, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame player. That's a big deal. Um, and then, of course, with the 49ers, you have Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and D Ford, if he's healthy, um, you know, there's a lot of pass rushers in the NFC West, and those are just pass rushers. There's a lot of great secondaries, um, a lot of really good defenses, good offenses. Um, that NFC West is not getting any easier. Um, so you can imagine that Russell Wilson is, is looking around and saying, hey, you know, we got a lot of pass rushers that are coming after me. I'm the best quarterback in the division, and these guys are coming after me. I want you guys uh, to protect me. I don't, I don't blame him for that at all. I mean, um, he wants to play. I, I imagine he wants to play in Seattle. I don't think that he really wants to go anywhere. Um, uh, but there's been some talk, you know, hey, you know, he'd welcome a trade to the Bears. He'd welcome a trade to the Raiders. He'd welcome a trade to the Cowboys. He's got a lot of people in buzz right now. But uh, at the end of the day, do I think he's going anywhere? No. Russell Wilson is not going anywhere. Um but I can definitely see why Russell Wilson wants an offensive line that's not built out of smoked salmon and Starbucks coffee grounds. <laughs> I can tell you, he is looking around at those pass rushers, and he wants a little bit of help to be able to get that ball down the field to his playmaker. So uh, that's a, a big story that broke uh, you know, last week. I want to keep you guys up to date with that. Keep a lookout for that. But would, would you anticipate Russell Wilson going anywhere? No. As much as I would love Russell Wilson to not be in the NFC West, like I'm just going to be honest with that one. Like, get him out of the NFC West. I would love every second of that. Uh, dude's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. 
Speaking of disgruntled quarterbacks, uh, Jeff Lamb wants to know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Uh, what's what's going on there uh, with, with his circumstances? Well, those of you who might not know, uh, Deshaun Watson, he, you know, he plays for the Houston Texans. He signed a pretty lucrative contract last year for them. Um, he's pretty upset with how uh, some things have gone down there in Houston. So first of all, um, you know, this, I think this really started when DeAndre Hopkins got traded to the Cardinals last year, um, last offseason. Um, they didn't really consult him. That was his top target. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the top receivers in the NFL. Um, and they didn't really, you know, consult Deshaun Watson. He had to find out through a tweet. Um, so it kind of pissed him off, and I, I, don't, I don't blame him. You know, I, I'd be very upset as well. Like, I'm your franchise quarterback, and you're not going to talk to me about a potential trade for my, you know, number one target. What is going on here? So I could see him being upset about that. Um, and then add insult to injury, the type of season that they had, their coach gets fired. Um, and then to kind of sum up the season, uh, there was this video you know, NFL Films captured this moment between J.J. Watt and uh, Deshaun Watson, and you hear J.J. kind of whispering in his ear. Now they're both mic'd up, and J.J. says, "I am, I am sorry, we wasted one of your years, one of your years." Now Deshaun Watson is 25 years old. He is he's a little bit different than Matt Stafford. He's different than Russell Wilson in that you know, Deshaun Watson's in the prime of his career. He's 25 years old. He just signed a, a lucrative contract with the Texans. And now, Deshaun Watson is saying he wants out of Houston. So that, that came up. There's been some rumblings. Now let's start there real quick because there's a lot to process with this question uh, that Jeff has kind of thrown out there of what's going on there in Houston. So Deshaun Watson says, hey, I want out. But he just signed uh, a contract. Okay? So that does when a player says that they want to be traded, the team does not have to trade them. They don't. They are under contract with that organization, okay? They don't have to trade him. They don't have to do anything. That player's rights is owned by the team. Uh, so Deshaun Watson, as much as he says that he wants to play for them or does not want to play for them, you know, he didn't have as much leverage, but then he goes in public after a meeting with, uh, their new head coach, and says, I am not playing another down for Houston, really doubling down, saying, I, I, not only do I want to be traded, I want out of Houston, I will not play another down for them. So that scenario kind of changes. Uh, and the reason I want to say it changes, because before he said that, uh, there was a trade that happened between the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions that sent Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. So Matt Stafford went to the Rams and Jared Goff went to the Lions. Well, Matt Stafford went to the line, or went to the Rams in exchange for a, a couple first-round picks, and they swapped like a fifth and a third, and then, of course, Jared Goff. So Matt Stafford, 31 years old, you're not in the prime of his career, went for essentially two first-round draft picks. And this was, you know, all this stuff is going on with Deshaun Watson around the same time. So you would imagine that that price tag for Deshaun Watson is more than two first-round draft picks. Really, you would say, I think the bidding would start with three first-round draft picks uh, and potentially a player. And there's been a million different things, uh, scenarios that people want to talk about. Well, you have to also, you know, think of, okay, the salary cap is going down. Well, here's a little caveat to that, is that if he does get traded this next year, he actually would be a cap savings to most teams 
that would be getting rid of a quarterback. So I'll just talk on the 49ers. Uh, do I think that this trade is going to happen? No. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is $26 million, um, and that's how much of a cap hit he is going to have um, unless they restructure him. Okay. So when a trade happens you know, with Deshaun Watson is that, uh, let's say that he was going to go to the 49ers, is that first year uh, the Texans take on that signing bonus uh, as far as uh, what would go on for Deshaun Watson. So let's say he got traded to the 49ers. So that first year there would actually be a little bit of a cap savings for a team like the 49ers. So, of course, there's been a lot of speculation. Oh, Jimmy has $26 million against the cap um, unless they restructure. And if we get Deshaun Watson, you know, that'll only be about $9 million because then the Texans are going to have to pay, you know, his signing bonus. So we're actually saving by getting Deshaun Watson. Well, not completely true because in uh, 2022, he's due $35 million. 2023, he's due $36 million. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into that as far as Deshaun Watson. Okay, so now we're we got them talking about that before he mentioned, hey, I'm not playing another down in Houston. So let's talk about the leverage now. So now he mentioned, hey, I am not playing another down. I am willing to sit out and get the fines for, you know, holding out, sitting out, not reporting to training camp, not reporting to OTAs. You know, who really has the leverage there? And, and I would say that it's really the player. The team can say that they have leverage all they want. But in reality, the longer that Deshaun Watson sits out and where he's upset, the less leverage that they have because teams are looking at that going, oh man, you have that huge contract. You have a player that does not want to play for you. I can get him for a lot cheaper than I would be able to get for. And by cheap, I mean draft picks. Okay. Um, Cause we talked earlier about Matt Stafford going for two first rounders. Um, and you know, based on the players, you know, Deshaun would probably get at least three first round picks, a trade for him. Well, now he's saying, I'm not playing for them. So that leverage kind of shifts. And the longer that plays out, and let's say that Houston tries to call his bluff, and Deshaun Watson does not report, and he gets into training camp, Deshaun Watson does not report, that price tag, as far as picks that you're going to be able to get for him, goes down and down and down. Because those teams that are going to inquire about him know for a fact that, hey, they, they're going to need to make a move, and I just need to come with a, a pretty decent price. Um, and I think, you know, the further it plays out, you could probably get him for a couple first-round picks. And if you are going to – if you're the Texans and you're saying, okay, I got to hit it while the iron's hot, I got to get rid of him, he's already made it public, he's not going to play for us, I don't want to go down this road, I don't want it to be a distraction, we are trying to rebuild, we got a new coach, we got all this stuff, and I want to use these draft picks that we're going to get for him for this year's draft, that deal is going to have to get done between now and the draft, okay? So we're talking about six weeks away. Six to seven weeks away, that deal has got to get done. Um, and if we're looking at, you know, free agency, it, you know, it could potentially even get done, you know, before the new league year hits, uh, which would, that's when trades are official. So even these trades with uh, Jared Goff and Matt Stafford and Carson Wentz and all that, those don't become official until March 17th. Just to be clear there. So the same thing with this, that if Deshaun Watson were to get traded, that wouldn't be official until March 17th. But the picks that they would get, I assure you that at least one of them would be, you know, one of those first round picks would obviously be for this upcoming draft. And you'd be able to take that capital that you got for Deshaun Watson for this year 
But if it goes past this draft, you're not going to get three first-rounders for Deshaun Watson. I'd be shocked if you did because people know, okay, well, I don't have to give up this year's. I already got my first-round pick. I'm going to try to get my franchise uh, player. And I know for he's not he's he's sitting out, and the Texans are in a tough spot because now they went this draft and did not get another first-round pick for Deshaun Watson. They need to get rid of him now to kind of save face. So um, there there might be a little bit more wiggle room um, now that Deshaun Watson has gone public and said he is not playing another down for the Texans. So yet to be seen. There's a lot of different things that are going out uh, going on, uh, but that QB carousel continues. You know, with uh, Jared Goff being in Detroit. Carson Wentz now being with uh, the Indianapolis Colts and Matt Stafford being part of the Los Angeles Rams. Um, these things are going to continue to go. And we got another quarterback that we have to talk about here. Um, and Rachel Ball has asked about Dak Prescott. And, of course, Dak Prescott is a free agent. Um, Dallas is still working on trying to get a deal for him. Um but every day it gets closer to March 17th when other teams are going to be able to negotiate with Dak. Um, and if you remember, when we looked back on the salary cap, Dallas wasn't in a, I mean, they weren't in a bad spot, but if, if you're talking about a player that wants $40 million a year, they're in a bad spot. They have, they have $19 million in cap space uh, being available. So $40 million for Dak Prescott, is Dallas going to be able to make a move for him? I, uh, quite honestly, I don't know how they're going to be able to make that happen because they're going to have to cut some guys. Um, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk about Jerry Jones wanting to franchise tag him, which I believe they have till the end of this week uh, to make that decision if they're going to franchise tag him. Um, which still, franchise tag doesn't really help them out because, uh, yeah, they'll get him for one more year. But they've been playing this game with Dak Prescott where they franchise tag him. Um, I want to say two years in a row now. So all, they've had two years to really try to re-sign Dak Prescott. They, they've had a couple of years to really get this deal done. And all that's happened since then is his value keeps going up and up and up and up. And Dak has been more than willing to sign that franchise tag. Um, and he's in that position now where, you know, they could franchise tag him, but that's going to be still $37 million. Okay. It's not going to go down significantly from the 40 that he's asking. Um, but they're not really in a good position to be able to to, to make that happen. Uh, I imagine Jerry Jones is going to try to do everything that he can, but you know, it, at the end of the day, he's had his opportunity with Dak to be able to get him re-signed, and they have failed. They have not been able to uh, to get that deal done. Um, and if you're looking at teams that are quarterback needy, that have money to spend, so I, I wouldn't anticipate the Jaguars going in on Dak, um, because if they did, um, I mean, they have the money for Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong. They have the money for Dak Prescott. And then they also have that number one overall pick that I think that we're all saying is going to be, um, you know, Lawrence. You know, it's going to be that kid from LSU uh, is going to be the number one overall pick. So, you know, is it going to be the Jets? Well, the Jets have the number two pick. Um, and while they might not be able to get Lawrence, um, you know, there's Justin Fields. There's Zach Wilson. Um you know, there, there's a much cheaper option and a guy that you can develop um, at the top of the draft. So would they really go for Dak? I don't think so. I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't take it off the table for either one of those teams. Um, but I will say another team that is in need of a quarterback that has the money to spend 
Well, that's a New England Patriot. They have $62 million to spend. Cam Newton is a free agent. Um, obviously, he didn't play that well last year. Um, Bill Belichick likes him. Nothing against Cam Newton. But he's not Dak Prescott. Um, and they have the money to, to pay him. And they need a quarterback. Um, so if you are looking around, you know, the Patriots might be that team that, that, that goes for him. Now, you might be saying, Brandon, come on. They would never pay Tom Brady $40 million in New England. And that is true. That is true. But I think there's been a lot of uh, minds that have kind of changed potentially. I'm not saying that they have. But if you just think about it like this, they just watched Tom Brady win a Super Bowl without them. Okay, There was that debate whether it was Tom or was it Bill that made that play successful. And I really think it was a combination of the two. But Tom Brady really took a, a hometown discount for quite a while with that team um, because we know that the Patriots don't overpay for players. They don't. They never have. But they just watched Tom Brady win the Super Bowl, and that's almost like the ultimate, like, oh, man, this was all Tom Brady. And I, Bill Belichick is a competitor, and he needs a quarterback. And there is a guy that I know that he likes in Dak Prescott that is going to be out there. Do not be shocked if they give him that contract because I would not be shocked. Bill Belichick wants wants to make a splash, um, and I would not be surprised if he did it in signing Dak Prescott. Um, the Colts are next uh, in cap space, but they just got their guy in Carson Wentz. Uh, they're going to let that happen. Uh, so the next up would be the Broncos. Um, are they sold on Drew Locke? I don't know. There, there was reports um, a couple weeks ago that were saying they were getting close to making a, a big-time splash of a trade. Um, and with all the speculation that was going on, it had to have been a quarterback that people were thinking about. Are, are they still sold on Drew Locke? I don't know if they're sold on Drew Locke, but there you have $42 million in cap space. If they wanted to go after somebody like Dak, they could do it. Um, the next up would be the Washington football team. Um, and there is some news that hit today that said that they were going to part ways with Alex Smith within the next couple of days. So um, the, the other quarterback that, that's on their roster is Taylor Heineke, um, who they did extend, but um, he's he doesn't have a lot of experience, um, and he's really kind of been a, ba a backup. So, uh, I mean, and you know how Washington feels about Dallas. So um, you think that they would feel pretty good about signing Dak Prescott? You're damn right they would. They would, they would be like, oh, yeah, we got your quarterback, and you're going to have to watch him beat you guys for the next you know, 10 years. So um, there's going to be competition for Dak. The closer he gets to the 17th, do I, do I think it's a guarantee he signs with the Cowboys? No. They've had their shot. Um, can they franchise tag him? Yes. Um, but if you're going to franchise tag him, you got to still pay him, at least for that year. And I, I just don't see them being able to – to do that, they're going to have to 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 do a lot of a lot of financial finagling, I guess, to to make that happen. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, but he's the number one free agent that is out there, Dak Prescott. He's going to be the most expensive. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see as it gets closer and closer. Uh, you know, we'll we're, we're going to see a lot of lot of things happen. So um, kind of going back to Mason's question uh, earlier is. You know, what team is going to take the biggest hit as far as uh, the salary cap goes? I'll tell you what, every team that is over the salary cap, you're going to see veterans getting cut. Um, and there's a pool of players, uh, you know, that's out there that, you know, are free agents. But you're going to see new veterans get added to that same pool of free agents that are going to get cut, uh, that are going to be salary cap casualties, um, as we call them, 
um, that are mostly going to probably sign one to two year deals uh, because yeah, the salary cap is uh, the floor is $180 million and it hasn't officially been uh, set. So it could be just a little bit higher. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything super crazy, but the, the main thing is uh, that's what it is for this year. But after all these, you know, fans are able to come back in the stands and uh, some new TV contracts in that 17th game um, that potentially might get added to the schedule this next year, there's going to be some new revenue. And that salary cap is going to go up. And how dramatic that rise is, um, is is a question, but I don't think there's any question that it's going to be higher. So I mean, it is going to be higher. So I think players that are signing contracts um, this year, you know, might be looking for that one-year deal, go out there, play really well, and then hit the, the free agency market again when the salary cap completely blows up and their teams have all this money to spend um, and they can get a, a little bit more of a lucrative deal. Uh, of course, it's never a guarantee, but I, I, I can tell you that players are definitely thinking about that, and I think we're going to see a lot of one-year deals happen um, more than ever um, th- this year um, in the NFL. So uh, that really wraps up our, our topics uh, here. Uh, I did want to mention, so we, yeah, we got a sponsor for the Peepcast. Uh, it is Buffalo Wild Wings. And something I want to continue to do um, is uh, I'm going to ask you guys for your topics. What do you guys want me to talk about? I, I'll have a general idea, but I'm going to reach out to you guys. Um, of course, there's going to be news that breaks, you know, even after this podcast um, that I'm going to be covering. And I'm going to reach out to you guys. I'm going to ask, what do you guys want me to talk about? Um, so the very first, uh, the topic winners, I'm going to call them, was Mason Worstall, uh, R- Rachel Ball, and Jeff Lamb. You guys all are going to get $10, a $10 gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, I'm going to send that to you guys. I'm going to get a hold of you guys, but I'm going to send that to you guys. Go to your local Buffalo Wild Wings, support them, watch some football, drink some beer, have some wings. Uh, it's an amazing time. So I'm excited to partner with them, and I'm excited to be able to, to provide that for you guys. So uh, next time I reach out for a topic, I'm sure that we're going to have uh, a flood of topics coming in because there's going to be some similar things that I'm going to be able to, to throw out there for you guys to, um, to contribute to the topics of this podcast. But uh, congratulations, Mason, Rachel, and Jeff. Uh, get down to your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, again, thanks for listening to the Peepcast. I am out. Yeah.